Good evening and welcome to the ride. Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. Buckle up, it might get a little bumpy. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. I'm so excited that you are here. I thank you that you spend your time with me. I am Andrea Joyce, author of 31 Ways to Self-Care, Five Steps to Overcoming Unforgiveness, and my new book, Seeing Past the Storm. I appreciate you so much. If you would like to purchase any of the books, they are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and also on my website, www.authorandreajoyce.com. So tonight, I wanted to talk to you for a little while about something that's in my spirit. I say that all the time, right? It's because these these topics get placed into my spirit and I just want to talk to you about them, about them, share them with you and see your thoughts. So please email me at authorandreajoyce at gmail.com or there's also a, me- a way to message me on the actual podcast so I can hear your thoughts, your ideas, your questions, your concerns, anything you want me to talk about in the future. Please, please, please reach out to me. I appreciate you. So today we're going to be talking about context clues. Remember when we were in school and our teacher, our English teacher, if we were in high school or our general teacher when we were in elementary school would teach us about context clues. Context clues in books would tell you kind of sort of what the book was about, what the sentence was about, what the idea was about. They didn't tell you everything, but there were clues so that you would know and understand what was going on and or what was going to happen. Well, this is in my spirit because I wanted to talk to you and tell you, check for context clues. Is he or she really into you? Back after the break. back. Again, I'm Andrea Joyce, author of 31 Ways to Self-Care, Five Steps to Overcoming Unforgiveness, and Seeing Past the Storm. We're talking today here on Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce about context clues. Context clues. Is he or she really into you? The reason this was in my spirit I was having a conversation about this. Isn't it funny things I talk about, I share with you? And I'm glad that I do because I appreciate being able to talk with you and get your intake, your input rather, and your take on the conversations I have. So I was having a conversation one time with someone, a young lady, and she was saying, you know, I really like this guy. I'm really into this guy, but I'm not sure if he's into me. And one of the things I remember saying to her was, have you had a conversation with him? Did you ask him, um, are you two dating? Does he take you out? Where are we in this situation? Where are we in this process? And she shared with me that they met online. They had been talking on the phone. Um, They had not met yet face to face, but they were building up to get to that point this had been a couple of months. 
So I had a question and I know we'll talk about online dating one week. I, I know we will. But my question to her was, how long are you going to continue talking to him without knowing what he looks like? Is he in the same state? Is he in the same city? Maybe he's far away. And she said, actually, we live in the same state. We live in virtually the same city. So it's just a matter of him making the effort for us to meet. And I asked, I said, what do you mean with him making the effort? She said, because I've actually suggested it a couple of times. And he said, you know, he was caught up in work. He was a little busy at work. But as soon as it slowed down, he would make the time so that they could meet with each other. So I put on my thinking cap and I said to her, are you sure he likes you? Are you sure he's interested in you? And she said, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I we talked about it. He said he likes me. I'm interesting. He would like to get to know me better. He could see himself being with somebody like me. And I said, okay, he's saying the right things, things that women want to hear. Great. However, have you looked for the context clues? And she said, the context clues, what's that? So since she's asking me, I want to share it with you too. So here's my take. And please do not think this is the end all be all, that this is 100% how you can gauge whether someone is really into you. This is if they're not doing anything that we talk about, they don't like you. This is open to your own interpretation. It's for a conversation that you should have with someone you're interested in or you feel is interested in you. It's for you to get an idea and for you to add to or take away from. So please, this is not the final list. This is not the final countdown, okay? So we're talking, and I was like, context clues. Do you do most of the calling? Does he call you mostly? How does that work? So one of the context clues I wanted to share with you is, are you doing all the calling? First of all, before we even say that, let me backtrack. Do you like phone calls or do you like text messages or do you like both? We have to start with what your communication comfort level is. There are some people who only like texting. There are some people who only like phone calls and there are others who like both. Now with me, back in the day, I used to talk on the phone because we didn't have text messaging back then. I used to talk on the phone so much, I got tired of talking on the phone. So when we were able to text, that's all I did. I stopped returning people's calls. I stopped calling people. They would call me. I would ignore them and text them because I don't want to talk. I don't want to sit on the phone for hours. I don't want to sit on the phone for minutes. I'm trying to work and do things. I'm multitasking. So if I can't put the phone on speaker and do what I'm doing, I'm not going to pick up the phone. This was back then. <clears throat> not too long ago, maybe up to about two years ago. And then God convicted me. Because he said, there are people who need to hear your voice. Sometimes a person wants to hear. And not only that, it's so easy for me to lie through text message. I can tell you I'm doing fantabulous. And in all actuality, I'm having a rough time. But you would never know that because through a text message, you can't hear me. 
you can't see me. So then I knew I needed to open up and start returning and making phone calls. So now I say I'm a mix of a person who enjoys phone calls and a person who enjoys text messaging. We've even gotten to the point now where my close friends and I do voice messages. So if you're on Facebook Messenger or if you have iPhone, there's a capability of recording your voice and sharing it with people that you're talking to. So it kind of works both ways because it's a, I don't have time for a two-way conversation, but here's my voice. On Facebook Messenger, the messages last for one minute. So you have to say what you need to say in that minute unless you're going to keep going, you know, keep pressing the microphone after the minute limit is up. And so now you get the best of both worlds and I enjoy it. So now I do phone calls. Now I do text messages. Now I do voice messages. It's great. So you have to know your communication comfort level. Here's my thing also. If we're going to talk about communication comfort level, because I need you to have an honest conversation with yourself. When it comes to someone I'm getting to know, of the male persuasion, when it comes to me liking someone, wanting to date someone, being um, in a relationship with someone, I want to talk to them. I not only want to talk to them on the phone, sometimes I want to share a FaceTime video so I can see your face. Maybe I haven't seen you all day and I miss you. Maybe we need to have a grown-up adult conversation and I need to see your face and, and want to feel comforted. Maybe I've had a bad day and I need your smile if I can see you face to face, right? And so those times, I definitely want to either hear your voice or see you and hear your voice. That's me. That's my comfort level. That's what I like. So I asked her to first examine, and I'm asking you, first to examine your communication level, just this level, because we're going to go deeper in a minute. We're going to go further. Do you like phone calls? Do you like text messages? Do you like FaceTime? Do you like, what is it? Google Duo? Do you like um, a voice message? Get all that into mind because what happens is now you meet somebody or now you're speaking to someone or now you're beginning to date someone you need to have this conversation in the beginning you need to let them know hey i like phone calls i like text messages i like blah 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 and let them know and now you listen and hear what their conversation what their communication comfort level is and then if you know that person doesn't like talking on the phone all the time, but you like talking on the phone all the time, then we need to talk and compromise. Like, I know you don't like talking on the phone a lot. However, can we talk once or twice a week on the phone? I promise I won't die on the phone with you. I won't keep you on there for five hours, but a quick 30 minute conversation, something like that. Now, if the person is into you, if you're into the person, you're going to be willing to compromise that. You're going to be willing to say, okay, they don't like talking on the phone, but they compromised and said once or twice is fine. They said that they always like to be on the phone. So I'm going to be on the phone with them for a few minutes, you know, however it goes. So that way you two are both happy because that's, that's, that's the basis of being with someone. You want to be happy. And you want them to be happy and vice versa. 
you seek to make each other happy, not cause drama and mess, but that's a different conversation for a different a different day. We're talking context clues. Okay, so now you have figured out your communication comfort level. You've discussed it. Now, let's look at this context clue. If you said to someone, I like talking on the phone, they say, well, I really don't, but we could do once or twice a week. Weeks are passing and you don't get a phone call. You'll get a text message here, there, or you'll get, no, no, no. Okay. We're not going to, I'm jumping. Stay here. You get text messages. You don't get phone calls. You call them. They don't answer. You don't get a call back. They text you. Hey, I'm busy. Um, I can only text da, 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 da. I want you to start putting some things in your memory bank. Number one, you've asked for phone conversations. You're not getting it. Number two, they said they would compromise and call you and you and they would talk on the phone. They're not holding up their end of the bargain. Number three, now you got to ask questions. Why not? So here's what I would do as an adult, as someone who talks, who's someone who wants to be happy and have happiness brought to the other person, I'm going to right then and there address the issue. Hey, how come when I call you, you don't answer? Quick, concise, let's get to the point. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not blame, shame, none of that. Just ask a question and keep it simple. And they will answer, oh, I was really caught up. I was really busy. Uh... I'm trying to think of excuses that they would give. Um, I was out of town. Oh, I forgot you said you like to talk on the phone. Okay, here's the thing. When you address the issue, it should be worked on right then. So if you say, why haven't you called? They say, oh my bad, I forgot. I don't like talking on the phone and you do. There should be a phone call that happens now and not one to smooth the um conversation not to smooth you over and to bamboozle you but this should be a constant now you should not have to revisit this because you were clear and concise you were not accusatory you did not point fingers you didn't demean them you didn't downgrade them nothing you just asked a question they responded now let's follow up the response with some action okay context clues the other thing i asked her was okay so you haven't met he's been busy phone calls the communication the other thing that you need to find out is are you someone who likes to spend time this is very important because number one it is one of the love languages spending quality time so if you are someone who has a love language of spending quality time, guess what needs to happen in your life? You need to spend quality time with people. So if they don't spend quality time with you, you're going to feel as if you don't matter. What happens when our love language is not spoken, we feel differently than we want to feel. We don't feel the love. We don't feel the appreciation. We don't feel like we're cherished. We don't feel like we're being honored. And it downs us in the relationship. I think one week I'm going to talk about Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, so we can break it down and talk about it. That's something that we'll do. I'll put that in my notes that we'll have in the next upcoming weeks. And so 
now getting back to spending time because it's not just people who want quality time there are people who actually want to see who they're talking to there are people who actually want to meet people who actually want to hang out and so now let's talk about how serious it is spending time together is it at the top of your food chain list is it something that you want done if so then you need to address it now what happens if you want to spend time three times a week and this person only wants to see you once a month compromise you guessed it you need to talk about um how you can compromise with each other so that you're both what happy i've always been under the mindset that if you love somebody if you like somebody if you're into someone you want to spend time with them why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to hug why wouldn't you want to look into the eyes of someone that you're getting to know i've always been that person i may not want to be up under you 365 days 24 7 but i need to know you're there i need to put eyes on you i need to put hands you know not not the bad kind of put hands but you know hug you hold your hand you know just be there so if someone doesn't come around often doesn't see about you doesn't hang out with you suppose you're the person who likes to date and go on dates not just sit around the house these are all things you need to know about yourself and address with the person that you're feeling because if they're a homebody and you're the life of the party that might not mix so you want to have these conversations early you want to have open and open honesty so that way you know how to move it may be a cause of or a result that happens that though you like this person though they like you you may not be a match so it might be time for you to move on and i know it's sad i know it's hurtful because we like people and we want to not have to date 50 people in order to find one i get it trust me i am that person however if you two don't match what is it if it don't fit don't force it because if you force it it's not going to be what you want nor what you deserve so have these conversations but back to the context clues so communication is an important clue that you need to follow and to watch up on time is a very important clue that you need to watch and and put into its proper place because there are times and can I, i you know we have to be honest here i i can't be any other way and this is adult conversation so we're going to have an adult conversation there are times there are people in your life that are there to waste your time there are people in your life that are are there sometimes just to distract you and then there are people who are trying to see what they can get from you whether it's sexual financial bragging rights whatever it is they don't want you to be in their lives like that what is like that andrea in a relationship in a growing friendship they just want what they want and they gonna leave so they say the right things to say in order to get into your bank account into your pants into your house into your car into your life into your position into your connections into your fame and then they're out can I, I, I want to be honest with you. That's why you look for context clues. My thing has always been what my dad taught me was base it on action. 
He said it's about actions, not about words. We can say anything. Doesn't mean that we mean it. However, my actions are going to be more honest than my words might be. If my actions and my words do not line up, follow the action. I've always done that and it's always steered me right. It has always steered me right. I need you to hear that. There are times in our spirit, in our minds, in our hearts, we know a thing. We know that person isn't really feeling us. But because we're feeling them so much, because we want them in our lives, because we want to be connected and attached to them, we take the nonsense. We take nonsense over the knowledge. And that's why we go through so much heartache and heartbreak. There's some pain we don't have to go through. There are some issues we never, ever have to touch if we're just honest. If we take knowledge and run with it, the things that we know, it would save us from heartache and heartbreak later on. What was it that Maya Angelou said? She said, when a person tells you who they are, believe them period. And how does a person tell you who they are? It's not always with words. A lot of times it's with actions and activities. The way they treat you, that is honestly who they are. But we don't want to accept it because we can make them love us. We can make them want to stay with us. We can make them feel for us. We can change them They really don't mean it. It's just they're just doing this right now, but they don't really mean it. Can we talk real? Can we for real be real? Because I really want to be real today. There are times it's easy to see she's not into you. It's easy to see he's not into you. Here's something I thought about. Why would someone who loves you someone who respects you, someone who cherishes you, put you down. You know, I was just talking earlier and saying, I don't want to be with someone I have to be mean to. I don't want to have to be with someone who I'm saying cruel things to, or those jokes that we say are jokes, but we know they're based in reality where you put people down and it's like, ha ha, you know, I'm just playing. No, you're not. Cause you, why would you want someone to be down about themselves, to not feel cherished, to not feel loved, to second guess your affection for them. If that's your idea of a relationship, you need to stay by yourself and get healed because there's a whole lot of healing that needs to happen. And I can help you with that. (laughs) I am going to start doing some groups. I promise you, because we need to heal. If that's your idea of being in a relationship, stay by yourself. Stop breaking hearts. Stop hurting people. Hurt people, hurt people. Well, let's break the cycle. Let's get you healed. So heal people, heal people. How about that? You don't even have to be fully healed, but the process of healing, you can heal people. But not when you're hurt and not caring about people or wanting people to hurt the way that you've been hurt. Or feel bad the way you feel about yourself because something bad has happened. No, stay by yourself. We're going to be real today, right? There are times I see a thing and I'm not even in the relationship. I'm not even in the connection, but I can see he does not like her. I'll be in the store shopping and I will see 
young men, middle-aged men, older men, old men. I see it. The way that they're with someone. The context clues are there. He's not even mentally or emotionally there for you. The woman is doing like the work of the grocery shopping. She's asking questions. He's like, I'm yeah, yeah, because he's too busy on his phone or he's too busy checking out one of the females that's there or one of the males that's there. I'm just keeping it real with you. What I see. And I sit there and my heart breaks for that young lady or vice versa. I've seen it where men will be talking to the girl and the girl is dogging them out. And I'm just like, why are you setting yourself up for this? You deserve better than that. I mean, I have seen some cruel women. They sit in there and, and sometimes I think it's a thing like, let me put you down in front of people so they'll think that you're not worth anything so they don't go after you. So they don't try to take you from me or you don't try to cheat on me. Sometimes I think it's an ego thing and that's vice versa with men too. Because if I put you down, that person will be like, oh, they ain't worth it. They ain't worth my time. Let me keep going. But here's the thing. What really happens is the person you're connected to is getting hurt time and time and time again. And then you wonder why they leave you. Why they want to be away from you. Why would I want to stay and poop? Why? No self-respecting person wants to be disrespected over and over and over and over and over again. I like to use a relationship that I've been in and you've heard it a couple of times because there's so much to learn from it. I really believe the only reason why I was a part of this relationship was to teach me so I could teach others. But in that relationship, I did not feel valued. Even though things were bought for me, money was given, things like that, that that was little to no, that held little to no weight. Because I didn't feel valued. I'm an author. And as an author, I'm like Erica Badu. I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my ish. Okay? And so... When I'm writing and I'm just excited about my baby, I want somebody that I'm attached to, connected to, to be excited about my baby too. Not in front of people, but everywhere. Don't show off because you think it's cool and your peoples are going to think it's cool that your girl wrote a book. But no, when it's just the two of us or in a setting where it's a few of us. And you say things like, I'm really excited about your book. Congratulations. How are book sales going? How's marketing going? How's promotion going? What can I do? To That's what you do when somebody you're connected to is on the rise. When they have a business, when they have a ministry, when they have a talent, when they have a skill, you want to stir it up and make it better. You don't sit there and compete with it. That was one of my biggest issues, the issue of having to compete. I'm looking around like, sweetie, I don't compete with anybody. The only person I compete with is me. That's it. And I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm all that. No, 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 because I can't do what you do. I'm not trying to do what you do. I'm excited that you're doing what you're doing, because here's the thing. There are 7.5 billion people in the world. And my corner... I cannot reach 7.5 billion people by myself. 
I have people that I can reach. I have people that God is going to place me in their lives that they're going to be blessed and healed and delivered and set free because of what God has gifted me to do for them. And even if we do the same thing with the same people, they're going to still receive us differently because even if you jump up and down and scratch your head, thank you, Holy Spirit, just like I do, it's still not going to be the way I do it with the intensity. It's still going to be different. So guess what? I don't have to compete with you. You don't have to compete with me. There should be no competition. The world says to compete. God tells me be complete. Be complete in me. Let me fulfill what needs to be done. You just trust me and do what I tell you to do. But that's another story, another show. We'll talk about that. I say all of this to say while in this relationship, this narcissistic relationship, I was made to feel like I was in a competition with him. And I was like, wait, I don't understand. You're not even doing what I do. So why is there a competition? Why are you like dogging me? Why are you belittling my gifts? Why are you making it seem like I just wrote a sentence in a notebook, which if I wrote a sentence in a notebook, that's one more sentence than I had before. I'm just going to celebrate that too. But why, why, why are we looking down at my accomplishment? Everything was a tit for tat. And this is what I'm talking about, an unhealthy relationship. And I was just watching it because I have the wisdom. So I'm just like, Lord, why am I in this? Because I, I was not attached emotionally at all. Because I was like, this is not what I would choose. But I know there was a reason I was there. I just don't understand what the reason was. I don't know if it was life lessons for what not to or to get my voice or to really put my foot down for what I wanted and what I would accept and what I would and would not compromise on. I don't know. It could have been Andrea lost her mind for a quick second and allow herself to get hooked up, hooked up with someone who was not her match. I don't know. I can't tell you. Excuse me, but I know he wasn't my match at all. Nothing against him, but we were like oil and water. You should not be made to feel smaller than you. If a person cannot uplift you, then you don't need to be with them. And that's all honesty. Everyone doesn't uplift the same way. There's some people who will come out and say, I'm proud of you. I love you. You're the greatest. You can do anything. I believe in you. I support you. What do you need help with? I'm there for you. And then there are people who hold you and hug you and just say, I'm proud of you because they don't know how to help. Now, if you ask them for help, they would. But, you know, we'll talk about that another time. But if there's no upliftment at all, sweetie, context clues, they may not be that into you. They may be selfishly wanting you because they want your giftings for themselves. I've seen that. I've seen connections where people get what they want out of you and then they're out. I've seen that, unfortunately. I wish I could tell you I was making it up, but I've seen it. I have seen where people are attached to you so you won't be attached to someone else. They're a distraction. 
They are just trying to block. I almost said something else. Glad for the saving grace of Jesus. <laughs> They're just with you to waste time. You're like a placeholder. In case they don't meet who they want to meet, in case they don't get who they want to get, they put you in a place, a position of placeholding so that they can hold you there so you don't move on and find somebody. And if the person they really want doesn't come, then they'll settle for you. Oh, you here. Let me tell you how real that is. I'll never forget years and years and years ago. This is when I had a whole different personality. Okay. I was a whole different person, had a whole different mindset. I, I, ooh, by seeing past the storm and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, uh, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Noble, Nook, and on my website, www.authorandreajoyce.com. There's some things I want to say to you guys and share with you guys, but I need you to read the book first because I don't want you to faint if I say it. So please buy the book so we can have some deeper conversation. But I was a deep, a different person and this person was in my life. Right. And <laughs> um, we talked, we hung out and everything. We didn't make it public because neither one of us wanted to be in a relationship I wanted to be in a relationship. I wasn't sure I wanted to be in a relationship with this person at the time, right? So we're getting to know each other. So I didn't want to invite people in for their two cents because, you know, we we were in the spotlight a little bit in, in the circle that we ran in. So people would have been like, ah, ah, ah. so we, we, we didn't want all that. And so we would date or whatever. And then one day he said to me, hey, this has to end. Now, at this point, I started feeling him and we were spending a lot of time together. So I'm like, oh, OK, this is going to be what it's going to be. This is why I tell you to have these conversations. We talked about it. You've got to have conversations so you will be on the same playing field. So you'll know exactly what each of your expectations are. You must have the hard talks. I keep saying this because someone's not listening. But I didn't listen because I didn't have it. And so I just knew we were on the same page and that we were working towards, okay, we've been doing this for a month. No, no, no. It was longer than a month. We've been doing this for a couple of months. So now it's time for us to discuss relationship, exclusivity, monogamy, and all this. Instead, he says to me, this is not working for me. This is not what I want. I actually have my eye on someone else and I'm going to talk to her. And I was like, Wow, it came out of left field in my ego, my pride, and my heart were hurt. Because I just knew where we were going, right? Because he was doing all the things to say we were going to another level. But then again, he wasn't doing all the things that he showed or he should have been doing to show we were going to the next level. See, in my mind, I'm thinking we're spending time together. We're uh, communicating all the time. Surely this means that we're headed towards relationship. But if I would have used what I'm talking about today, context clues, if he was really serious about it, it would have been no more cloak and dagger. There would have been outside dates. There would have been dates in front of people. There would have been conversation. There would have been talk of the future. Context clues. 
But there was none of that. It was just uh, we're spending time together. We talk on the phone a lot. He says great things. He uplifts me and encourages me and tells me how great I am. That was one side of it. That's not a relationship. That's not building towards a relationship. When you build towards a relationship, you want the world to know this is what I'm building. You may not tell everybody, but you sure tell the people you're close to. None of that happened. Now, my friends knew, but none of his did. And we didn't go out and date. We did home dates. Thankfully, there was no Netflix and chill, but we still did home dates. Cloak and dagger. The other thing was, I was the one always going to him. Hear me clearly, y'all. Both of us had cars. As a matter of fact, his car was way newer than mine. Had way less mileage. But I was always going to him. He never came to me. And so context clues should have screamed at me. Andrea, he's just not that into you. But it didn't. And so I was just going for la la lu la lu. We're going to be in a relationship. We got all this history now. We spent all this time together. We talked on the phone, blah, blah, blah. But no. So when he came to me, it hit me out of left field, though it should not have. But here's what I want to get to, because that's not it. (laughs) Placeholder, remember? So I was hurt, feelings, ego, pride. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, ain't gonna never let him see you sweat. I might have had wet eyes, but he would have never seen it. And I was like, all right, I'll play my position and uh, just be your friend, no problem. Stop calling. And, you know, if we're gonna be honest, I was doing most of the calling anyway. I'm being honest. He texted. He sent text messages, but I would do more of the calling. And he didn't text all the time. See, you have to deal in reality when you're looking at context clues. Let's stop lying. Lying to other people, but most of all, let's stop lying to ourselves. Oftentimes, we like to make a relationship, a friendship, a situation better than what it actually is because we don't want to deal with the reality of the stench of it. We don't want to talk about how it really is not fitting the needs that we have because we don't want to upset the circumstance. We don't want to upset and possibly lose the little scraps of attention we're getting. So we'll go for those little scraps and make it sound like we got a whole entree. You don't have an entree. You don't have an appetizer. You don't even have the buttered bread. You have a scrap of a relationship and that's not a relationship. But I had to do some real soul searching. This is how it all began. I had to start soul searching. This is years and years and years ago. I had to soul search and be honest. And in the honesty of everything, I did the majority of the calling. I did all of the visiting. I did most of the texting. Now, he said great things after I said good morning. After I said, how are you doing? After I said, I prayed for you. After I said, good look on what you did over there. Then I would get responses. I never woke up to a text message that said, good morning, sunshine. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, love. How are you doing, sweetheart? Thinking about you. I never got text messages at night to say, good night, princess. Good night, my love. Good night, baby. None of it. I'm being honest. 
I would say when I we would be in the middle. Here's the thing. We would be in the middle of a text war. That's what I call it. When you're texting back and forth, 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 back and forth at night. And it would be, I'm getting, you know, I'll go take a shower, whatever. And I'm getting ready to lay down. He would have had, he would have disappeared for about an hour, hour and a half. No conversation on the end thing that I said. Then I would say good night. And four times out of 10, he would respond back. Most of the time, he wouldn't even respond back. So then in the morning when I woke up, I would be like, oh, good morning. How are you? something something encouraging and then he'd be like oh hey good morning then later on it would be more of a hey how you doing how was this how was the meeting blah 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 context clues so anyway I'm in friend zone I've been friend zoned right and I move into my position in pain but gracefully and I don't say another word I stopped texting I stopped calling because guess what? You're not getting those privileges anymore because those privileges were saved for somebody I liked that I thought we were moving on. Those weren't friendship privileges. I need to be clear because I know there's some guys that be like, oh, why you had to be like that? Because you thought, no, no, no. Those were not friendship privileges. Those were we're dating privileges. Let me be clear. Friendship privileges and we're not close friends, you get a, you know, a call, a text here, there, wherever. You get in where you fit in. That's that's the friendship. I'm not talking about this is your ace, this is your bestie, this is your great friend. No, 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 no. On a real association, a real friendship level where y'all just friends that are, you don't talk about your life and all of that, you get occasional phone calls you get occasional text messages. You get an occasional hangout. Come on now, let's be honest. We cutting the bull today. So I'm friend zones and I'm treat I'm acting like a friend. We weren't that close where we are sharing our life experiences, where, you know, we would just happen to be in the same industry. So as we were working in the same industry. We would share those things. This is what I'm talking about. He didn't know what happened to me when I was this age. He didn't know who my family was. So no, no, no. So I need to be clear on that. A couple of weeks passed and I saw where he was talking to the person or he made effort to talk to the person who he friend zoned me for. I didn't go looking for it. I promise you because I could care less. I am not, once somebody is done with me, be done with me. I don't go looking for who you with, who you've linked up with, who you talking to, who is a fantasy person in your life. I could care less. I'm really working on me. And I need more of you to be like that. Context clue. If they're not into you, you move on. But anyway, so I assumed they were together and everything was going great couple of months down the pike (laughs) I'm living my life I've moved on seriously no hard feelings I'm great I get a phone call and I'm like huh why is he calling me but it just so happened that I was in a meeting so I couldn't respond to the phone call so then I got the text message hey hey you 
and I'm rolling my eyes now like what do you want like this uh, this it, it, it didn't even it didn't sound like a friend thing that's why I'm saying this don't get it twisted because if we were truly just friends then hey how you doing how's everything going okay hey you okay so I'm like mm-hmm so now I'm really in a meeting, so I can't really respond to anything without, you know, my supervisor looking at me and I'm just like, mm-hmm. so that evening when I get home, I get another phone call. I'm like, okay, this is too much. So I pick up the phone and the person is like, hey, I'm like, what's up? You know, you my boy now. Now you in friend, you in friend zone now. So this is the friend zone, friend zone activity. What's up? And the conversation goes a little bit like this. Hey, I was thinking about you and um, I'm missing you a little bit. And uh, things didn't work out the way I thought they were going to work out with the person I friend zoned you with. Okay, he didn't say that, but I'm just trying to break it down for you. Um, and I wondered if it was possible if we could pick up where we left off. I'm looking around because... <laughs> who say what did he just say that to me and I burst out laughing I didn't mean to but y'all know I'm silly and I find things amusing and sometimes I can't hide it I try desperately sometimes because I don't want to hurt people's feelings but there are other times the laugh will come and I was like did he just (laughs) did he really did he fix his mouth to say Does this sound like a compliment at all? The person who I really wanted did not want me. So you back up. I'm putting you back into position. I'm putting you back in the field. I'm putting you back in the game. First of all, (laughs) that's a slap in the face. Let's just be clear. But secondly, first, okay, that's first. That's a slap in the face. Secondly, did you just placehold me? You figured I wasn't going to move on with my life because I was so into you that I wouldn't have things going on and you could dust me off whenever you wanted and put me back into the lineup. The nerve. It was hilarious. I laughed. I still laugh. Like I have a smile on my face right now because it's hilarious that you would even have the nerve to think Andrea. Okay. So then... After I got the laugh out and he was like, wait, what's so funny and everything? I said, you are. I appreciate your humor for today. I needed it. And I said, but I respectfully refuse your request. And he was like, what? What What did I? Wait, what? We were good friends. And I was like, hold up, partner. I was like, we were dating. We were getting to know each other. That's dating. We weren't really friends because you knew nothing about me. I knew more about you than you knew about me. So that's that's really not a friendship. That's not a two-way friend. See, a friendship is two people, not being one-sided and one person wanting to get to know about you and concerned about you and checking on you. I don't know what to call that. A lot of us call that friendship. It's not really a friendship. It is a one-sided affair. It's a one-sided friendship. Okay, Holy Spirit. And I'm sick of those. I rebuke those for off your life. The one-sided friendships, the one-sided relationships, the one-sided partnerships, the one-sided associations. I rebuke them off my life and off your life. I rebuke them. That's not anything for you. 
That's nothing that you need. That's nothing you should desire. That's something you should walk away from immediately, if not faster, if not sooner, because you deserve to have someone in your corner, just like you're in their corner. You deserve to have someone who feels about you the same way you feel about them. You deserve to have someone do to you the things that you do to them or do for them or do with them. They should return your affection, your concern, your care, your compassion, your actions, your activities. They should return toe-to-toe what you do. I rebuke those friendships, those entanglements, those situationships, the one-sidedness. I rebuke all that off of you and me. I've been in them. One of the most hated things ever is to give a hundred percent of yourself and get one percent back almost zero but but they might do something here or there and i guess i need to say this because you deserve so i'm coming out of context clues a minute i just want to speak directly to your heart you deserve to be in a relationship in a friendship, an association with people, a a connection, not entanglement, a connection with people who return your energy. If you find yourself calling them all the time, them not calling you all the time, them not returning your calls all the time, you texting all the time, them not texting you back all the time, them being too busy to be in your life well let them be busy by themselves in 2021 i'm telling you now you deserve better i used to hear return their energy i used to hate it because i'm like i'm not that person but let me explain to you this you don't have to return their energy you don't have to It's not a tit for tat. Remember, I told you we don't do that tit for tat stuff because that's kind of like revenge. And you know, God repays revenge, right? So what I had to learn was to do things and to move differently. I take myself out of people's lives. They don't even realize it. They still thinking we the closest, we the this is. When's the last time you heard from me? I'm not checking for you. You might get a message once a month twice a month that's it but think about the history we had when i used to call you all the time or text you all the time or try to hang out with you all the time or come visit you all the time or make dates all the time or plan trips all the time i'm not doing that anymore i'm worth more than that the fact that you were too busy to give me the same energy go be busy doing what you're doing trust me i'm busy over on my side And more people need to realize their worth. You are worth more than being treated like an afterthought. And that's in friendships, that's in family, that's in relationships, that's in associations, that's on the job, that's in business, that's in industry, that's wherever you are, you deserve to be treated like you would want others to be treated too. You deserve that too for yourself. You don't have to take sloppy seconds from people. Bump them. I've been saying that a lot lately. Because people will be trifling to you. And as soon as you stand up for yourself, as soon as you put your place in worthiness, then they try to come for your neck. 
Who does she think she is? How dare? No. Who I think I am is a child of God. Who I know I am is a child of God. Who I know I am, I'm Andrea Joyce. And you're not going to treat me any kind of way. I'm not going to be treated like an afterthought. I don't have to be. You sit in there making people priorities in your life and you are just an afterthought in theirs. I rebuke that spirit and I'm telling you right now, walk away. Stop doing it. Stop being a doormat for people. Stop allowing people to walk all over you. You weren't made to be somebody's lifter up and they drag you down. Where? Where in the Bible is that is that behavior? You are not meant to be subservient to anyone. Even if your job is to be a servant, you're still not meant to be subservient to anyone. Even if you're an employee for someone else, you were not meant to be subservient to anyone. Pick your head up. Brush yourself off. Dust yourself off. And come on, we're going to start building our self-worth and our self-esteem. I'm tired of how people treat people because they think they're not on the same level or because they help people or because they feel that they have some prestige in the land. Sweetie, you're not the only one. Honey bun, you're not doing it by yourself. There are many. Many are called. Many are gifted. Many are skilled. We have to really believe in ourselves. Anyway, I had to take that moment away because I need you to pick your head up. I need you to know your worth. I need you to understand you are not sloppy second, sloppy third, sloppy fourth. You are number one. You are priority. And so don't let people treat you like that. You teach people how to treat you. The problem is we get scared sometimes because we don't want to be alone or lonely. Okay, I'm going to touch that next time. We're going to talk about not settling. We're going to talk about not settling. I'm going to put that in the notes. Context clues. Let me come back. Let me bring it back. Context clues. If you are honest with yourself, you will begin to see how people really feel toward you back up are you calling more than they are calling you if you don't call them will they call you if you don't check on them will they check on you are they inviting you out when you go out do you feel appreciated cherished or are you just like their spotlight are they spotlighting you check for these context clues And then when you put all the clues together, what is the puzzle saying? Is the puzzle telling you you're in the right place at the right time? Or are the clues telling you they're just not that into you? Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Boy, we got a lot to talk about in the next upcoming weeks because we're going to get some stuff right. We're going to build the best us that we can build. We're going to walk into the greatness of us. I really appreciate you. I'm going to start ending with my mantra. And I was given it today. And I just want to share it with you. Believe the power of you. Believe in the power of you. You are powerful beyond measure. I just need you to believe it. 
and we're going to work on building it together. Thank you so much for tuning into Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. I will see you next Wednesday and we will continue uplifting each other. Be blessed.